when I hear this gospel, I, I always think about um, mountaineering or mountain climbing a little bit, just because it's, it's an unusual sort of sport or endeavor because you tend to climb mountains uh, at night or you start climbing them at night. They usually call it an alpine start. And the whole logic behind that, every time I tell people that, they think it's, it's even crazier <laughs> that, that I like to do this. But there is a, a very sound logic behind it. Uh, at night, the mountain is the coldest it will be. And so everything is actually the most solidified. The snow, the ice, the rocks in, in the snow and the ice. Everything is very solidly encased at that time frame. So most objective hazards are, are significantly lower. Um, avalanche, rockfall, icefall, and different things like that. And so um, you try to summit sort of like first thing in the morning so that when you come down, you don't come down in the full light of the sun where the slopes and the snow get all unconsolidated and sort of dangerous. And the funny thing about that is a little bit like what Jesus said about being prepared. It's kind of an unusual thing because you have everything on your person. Everything is in this small backpack, and you have to just get up in the middle of the night. And A, you don't really sleep that well anyway. And then when the alarm goes off, you're kind of like up, and you just have to be ready to go. You know, like it says in there, gird your loins and light your lamps. You know, it's kind of funny because it's like you're all dressed already. You click on your headlamp, and you get going almost probably within, you know, 30 minutes of, of getting up, you're, you're kind of out the door as quickly as possible. And so it really remo- reminded me of that, that preparedness that we all talk about. And one of the ways I thought about of being most prepared is we celebrate St. John of the Cross, the founder of, of the Passionists. And um, oddly enough, I was reading in his bio- one of the biographies that the, uh, they founded one of the, the founding houses on Monte Argentario, in, in Italy, and I, and I rock climbed on the cliffs of Monte Argentario. An Italian friend took me there one time. I was like, oh, that's a really weird coincidence. But, um, you know, his, a lot of his whole priesthood and his mission was meditating on the passion of our Lord. And uh, recently, on Friday, we had a study day, and I was talking to Father Brent yesterday about this. And the first half of our study day was actually about... Um, the medical examination of the crucifixion of Christ. And then the second half was kind of about, about COVID and some details there. But we had a Catholic doctor and, uh, you know, multiple Catholic doctors actually who were consulting on this. And we were talking all about the, the crucifixion. There's a new book that would come out pretty soon. But I think that actually just pondering it, just it being near to us, it being Tuesday, praying the rosary for the sorrowful mysteries, of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time that St. Paul did this, this was sort of like St. Paul of the Cross did this. This was kind of a radical type of thing. There wasn't as many people who had really like meditated on, on the passion. Of course, other saints had done that too. But becoming a more popular devotion, it was kind of um, a little bit new. But it's not all that uncommon now because there's depictions of the passion that, that a number of mystics have written about. And so to actually meditate on the passion, one of the things that Father Brent and I both took away from this study is it was talking about pain, suffering, and anxiety. And it was, we were speaking about them on even a medical level. They said one of the things that they've found that's been very, very amazing is that we are our superpower as human beings 
is actually to suffer. And to lean into suffering, to embrace it, to embrace our cross like Jesus did, we say that that's an example, but I think it's actually understated when it's said. It's just like it really is an example to lean in and to embrace that suffering because of the greatness of the fruits produced by it. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. I'm certainly not saying that. But when I'm waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning to go out in the freezing cold to climb a mountain, that wasn't easy either. And I think that that's why I've often liked that because I've learned so much from the, the just the hundreds and hundreds of steps plot in the dark, kind of lonely. You know, you don't really talk during those times. <laughs> you know, it's a very prayerful time, actually. There's a lot of times to kind of think and ponder. And, and many times it's just been difficult or windy or, or I haven't been in good shape or anything like that. But it's amazing what I've learned from the perseverance once you reach the goal and, and being able to take that away with me. And the funny thing that Brent said to me is he said, sorry, I call him Brent, um, you know, Father Brent. I don't mean <laughs> in disrespect. We've been friends for a long time. <laughs> you know, so Father Brent had said, he goes, you know, I think it started when you first started to climb with me. You know, and I was like, you know, what do you mean? And he said, this idea of like embracing the, the fear, the, the suffering, the difficulty, because he, he was a little bit afraid of heights at first. But, but to lean into it and to embrace it is to actually start to um, be able to function amongst it. I used to tell the, the climbing team kids that I talked about the reason that I liked climbing. I was, like, I was their coach after all, so sometimes it's nice to know why I like it in the first place. But one of the things that came to me in my life at a very difficult time in my life when I was suffering a lot from the loss of somebody um, who had died, and the amazing thing I found about it is that when I was climbing, it was the hardest thing I had ever done physically. It was also scary, <laughs> you know, like legitimately scary. And I didn't think about anything else when I did it. So these three things, it was sort of all encompassing. It, it took all of my, my, my emotion, my mental capacity, like to, to think about what I needed to do next, but it was physically demanding of, of me. And so I had to function in that way. And then I had to do all of these things while afraid. And the amount of things I learned from that were just, were just immense. Uh, to learn how to function while you're afraid. Sometimes I say it's not so much about not being afraid, but just learning how to function highly when you're scared. Uh, and to embrace the cross and to lean into our sufferings, it truly produces amazing fruit. The fruit that Christ's suffering produced for us was our very salvation and redemption. So the suffering, so the model of that in our life, it brings salvation and redemption because it brings us closer to him. It orients us towards his example. So our suffering is not for nothing. It's absolutely not for nothing. But, but we do tend to avoid it. But what if we actually embraced it? What if we meditated upon Christ's suffering, thought about the passion, and thought about the difficulty that we go through? If we can lean into those things, uh, you know, 
it really does produce amazing fruit, amazing perseverance. And, and it aligns us with the, one of the very things that Christ gave us an example to do so that we can all, uh, God please, get to heaven. God bless you all today.